Hi, this is Chris. And this is Almy. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Almy is a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Today is Saturday, February 13th. And this is for the week of February 13th through the 19th. Mm-hmm. Today, the moon is in Pisces. So you might be feeling a little out of sorts. You might be feeling overly sensitive. Mm. You might not be especially motivated this weekend. On the flip side of this, you might feel inspired. Whoa. You might be feeling especially creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to treat Saturday and even Sunday like a dream if you want. <laughs> Um, By Sunday afternoon into the evening, when the moon um, has had a chance to ripen in Aries, you might feel a little more motivated, and then it might be time to push forward on tasks. But for the start of this weekend, or the bulk of this weekend, if you just want to live in la-la land, this is the weekend to do it. Um, You know, we're already in a Mercury retrograde. And when you throw a Pisces moon into the mix, Mm. the energy can be a bit confusing. And we also have the moon and Neptune forming a conjunction this weekend, which will add to the cloudiness as well. So again, yeah, if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not thinking clearly, seeing clearly, that kind of a thing, feel like you're in a fog, you are right on schedule. Um, but this weekend, maybe work with your emotions. Uh, mm. Maybe feel. It's okay to feel things these days um, with this Piscean energy. Piscean energy wants you to feel. It wants you to remember that life is not a business. Um, and it's okay to play. It's okay to dream, that mm. kind of stuff. So, you know, as I mentioned before, the Aquarian energy that we're dealing with right now, while it is going to put us in a better place, it's not particularly touchy-feely energy. Um, and the overall energy in the world, uh, as we know right now, is also not particularly touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, give someone a hug. You know, that's what the Pisces moon wants. Let someone know how much you appreciate them. If you can't physically hug them, give them a phone call. Send them a text. Let them know how much they mean to you. But lead with your emotions. Listen to music. Dance. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, Anyway, uh, this week, the main event. This is the one everyone's been talking about, or at least a few people have. Um, But the main event is the planet Saturn is going to be forming a square with Uranus. Oh. And this is exact on Wednesday, February 17th. Now, we've probably already been feeling this particular tension Uh, for the last week or so, and we will probably continue to feel it into early March, but it is exact on February 17th. And Saturn squaring Uranus is basically, Saturn is the establishment, and Uranus is the new. So it's the status quo versus sudden, and oftentimes sweeping changes. Mm. Uh, Uranus is very a changeable planet and it is known for not necessarily giving you a warning that things are going to change. It okay. just kind of snap your fingers and it happens. So, and it's exact on February 17th, both Saturn and Uranus will be at seven degrees that day. Saturn at seven degrees in Aquarius 
and Uranus at seven degrees in Taurus. And that's where like degrees will come into play. Like when you look at a chart and you're like, what are these degrees things? Well, as the as the planets progress through a sign, the degrees increase. So when a planet first enters a sign, it starts at zero degrees oh, of that sign. Okay. And then by the time it gets to 29, that's the final degree of that particular sign. And then when they move into the next sign, the degrees start at zero again. Um, but on February 17th, Saturn and Uranus will both be at seven degrees in their respective signs, Aquarius and Taurus. Aquarius and Taurus form a square, and that's why we have this particular pressure point. Okay. Um, also that day, Wednesday, February 17th, the moon will be forming a conjunction with Uranus. So we've got Saturn squaring Uranus. That's one major aspect. And another one is the moon is lining up with Uranus in the sky. And the moon is in Taurus that day. And this is the day that, you know, kind of the overall theme of this week is to see how Taurus has been feeling with all the all the demands Aquarius has been putting on it as we further enter the Aquarian age. And if Taurus has not been happy, um, this these few days here is when Taurus is going to rebel and say, hey, I can only be pushed so far. So with the moon forming the conjunction with Uranus on Wednesday, you know, emotionally, we could feel a little unstable. We could feel individually we could feel a little impulsive uh, fidgety we might be filled with rebellious thoughts like I just want to uh, tear the thing down and and let my voice be heard that's going to kind of be the energy in the air anyway that all of us might be experiencing so um, just watch for that I guess okay <laughs> proceed with caution um, now the Saturn Uranus square that a lot of astrologers are talking about the first one is happening February 17th. And then it's going to happen two more times over the course of the year. It's going to happen on June 14th, and it's going to happen again on December 24th. So that could make for a very interesting Christmas Eve. But oh. part of this is, um, as we know, things are changing quite rapidly in our society. And it's Saturn is the old guard saying, we don't want to change. We want things to stay the way they are. Uranus is saying, well... The only constant in life is change. I'm the planet in charge of that. And we're going to butt heads and we'll see how we come out here. Mm. Um, let's see. And then the Taurus moon is also going to be forming squares Wednesday and Thursday with all the Aquarian planets. You know, the moon's going to square Saturn. It's going to square Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus. And um, if I didn't say it already, you know, Taurus is not particularly happy at the moment um, right now Mars is in Taurus okay and as we know Mars is the planet of actions mm. that kind of stuff our drives our sex drive that kind of thing now the Aquarian planets that are helping you know restructure things uh, two significant planets right now are Saturn and Jupiter and they are both in Aquarius and they want to change the way uh, society operates and they have these big grandiose ideas okay. uh, that's Aquarian energy Aquarian is the idea person of the zodiac the the big picture person the what does the future look like where are we going how do we shape that now they're sitting up there and they got these big grandiose ideas well which planet is in charge of carrying out those ideas it's Mars. Okay. Mars is the plan of actions. Right. Otherwise, the ideas just hang in the sky. 
But um, well, I guess Mars is technically in the sky. But what I'm getting at is that someone has to initiate this. And the planet that they look to is Mars. Okay. Mars is in Taurus. Mars in Taurus, or I should say Taurus in general, does not like change. And it sure as heck doesn't like um, dealing with energy that, uh, or dealing with um, things that haven't been proven yet. Okay. It doesn't like futuristic thinking. It likes to look back and say, well, this has worked in the past. Let's work with this. Okay. And let's take really slow steps to get there. Let's follow the instructions. Let's get out the user manual mm-hmm. and go from A to B to C and so forth. Aquarius says, no, we don't do it that way. We come up with an idea. We snap our fingers and it's done. Um, and, and the Taurus energy, especially Taurus and Mars, is saying, well, you're going to have to find someone else to carry this out for you. I'm not the person. Um, and part of the reason for that is that when Mars is in Taurus, the planet Mars is in its detriment, uh, meaning it does not function particularly efficiently or as well as it does when it's in its home sign. Mars mm. is uh, currently ruled by Aries. Mars and Aries uh, get along like uh, peas in a pod. And Scorpio used to also be um, the ruling sign of Mars. So Scorpio and Taurus oppose. Mm. Um, and again, yeah, Taurus energy does not like to be rushed, and it doesn't like taking risks. And it looks at all these Aquarian higher-ups. You kind of look at it like <laughs> like the Aquarian, where the planets are right now, Aquarius is like the board of directors, and then they need the staff, they need the employees to mm. carry stuff out. And Taurus is like, this is just not making sense. You guys are out to lunch. So... Um, We'll see what happens here. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, there's a chance that Taurus might strike back, so to speak, um, because it's been pushed out of its comfort zone so much. And it has to kind of do this. um, If it's going to happen, it's going to happen this week because the sun will move into Pisces eventually. More on that in a bit. But um, this is kind of Taurus's last gasp to tell uh, Aquarius, what it really thinks of it, mm. um, if it's unhappy. That's, that's kind of my how I'm looking at it. I don't think Taurus is happy. Maybe Taurus is fine. Maybe Taurus is like, yeah, I could use a change too. Uh, this sounds great. But um, that's not usually how um, Taurus operates. So anyway, um, eventually Mars will shift into Gemini. That's going to happen on March 3rd. And at that point, Things will really pick up big time because Gemini is an air sign. The, the Aquari- Aquarius is obviously an air sign. So they will form a trine and Mars and Gemini will be like, oh, Aquarius, outside the box thinking. I like outside the box thinking. Mm. You're rebellious? Hey, I'm rebellious. Let's do some stuff. Okay. And things will really kick into high gear then to the point where it might be overdone and overblown. <laughs> they might overshoot their goal and then have to you know, double back kind of a deal. But um, with those air signs kicking in in early March, that's when we're really going to see some major changes out there. But for now, with Mars and Taurus, again, Earth energy in general is just kind of cautious energy. It doesn't like to budge if it doesn't have to. I mean, it's really got to be a situation that needs it. And things are changing and will continue to change. But whenever a planet like Mars is in an Earth sign during these times, it's not going to happen particularly uh, quickly. Um, And there might be some pushback. So middle of this week could be a little tense is what I'm getting at, but hopefully it isn't. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of the overview at the moment. Now, 
On this show, uh, we do a segment every week called Ask a Scorpio. And as I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She was born October 24th. She has been a Scorpio her entire life. Mm-hmm. And every week, I like to ask her a question to get her Scorpio take on stuff. The show WandaVision. I know you're a big <laughs> fan. Um, because we are talking about all this Aquarian energy and looking towards the future, do you have any predictions about where this show might go? There's only a few episodes left, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I don't really know for sure because I haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. So as I've been watching, I've sort of pieced it together from like reading the Wikipedia summaries of these characters and their stories. I have a feeling that it's going to end in a cliffhanger so that they continue the story into a movie. Like I know that there's a movie coming out soon with Doctor Strange, and I think they're theorizing that it's going to be the, the Doctor Strange and the multiverse, and that they're going to try to continue this story through a movie. I really don't want to see a Marvel movie, even though I love WandaVision. I just, like, I've, I was thinking to myself, should I be watching these Marvel movies to get to gain an, a further appreciation of WandaVision? And I probably would, but man, those movies are like two and a half hours like who need why are movies so long? I I feel like like one of the the Muppets, the old men Muppets, like, <laughs> like complaining about what stuff. What were those guys' names again? Statler and Waldorf. They're named yes. after hotels. Yes. Um, but I don't understand why movies are so dang long. Um, and it's so funny because I always complain that WandaVision is too short, and it is. I think the episodes generally range under thirty minutes. Um, so in some ways, uh, I don't know, maybe this is the only way I can tolerate Marvel is to take it in small doses, but WandaVision is just so good, even without me knowing anything about the characters. Um, but I don't, I don't really know where it's going other than I'm pretty sure they're going to end it on a cliffhanger to try to get us back into the Marvel movies. I think that there will always be Marvel movies, you know, maybe not focusing on all the Avengers because I, I think that's pretty much done. But there are so many other characters, and um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of twist in WandaVision, even for the people who know the story, because I feel like it's building to something. I feel like there's going to be like some bad guy, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, that's the bad guy. I didn't see that coming." Mm, sure. um, I hope that they do an episode that parodies The Office. Mm. Every episode kind of <laughs> takes on a popular sitcom style throughout the years. Um, or Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks isn't really <laughs> a sitcom, though. So, and like, not everything's about David Lynch. It should be, but I it's think not, like no. most things aren't about David Lynch, <laughs> and I think that's good because you know David Lynch, we love him, but if everything was David Lynch, I don't think you'd like David Lynch anymore. Well, with all this Aquarius energy right. out there right now, it feels like we're in the mind of David Lynch. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know if that answers anything at all, but you know, I love to talk about Wandavision, so I appreciate that. Um. But anyway, yeah. Thank you, Almy. Oh, sure. For giving us your Scorpio perspective oh, on yeah, things as always we appreciate it thanks um so let's see I gave a little bit of a okay I talked about the main events let's kind of go through this upcoming week day by day real quick so Monday the moon will be in Aries and it will be forming nice sextiles with all the Aquarian planets Aries energy and Aquarian energy actually get along 
Monday and Tuesday could potentially be days when you can get a lot done. Both Aries energy and Aquarius energy want things done yesterday. They're not particularly patient. And when they have their sights set on a goal, they go after it with all their might. So with Aries and Aquarius working hopefully in harmony on Monday and Tuesday, that might be the most productive days of the week. So if you got stuff to tackle, try to get it done early Monday, Tuesday. Because by Tuesday evening at about 7 p.m. Pacific, that's when the moon will go into Taurus, as I had mentioned before, and all these squares will ensue. And again, we'll see how Taurus has been doing with the Aquarian energy. Maybe it's okay with it, but uh, but if Taurus has indeed felt overworked and overburdened by all these new demands from the Aquarian planets, then I'm looking at Tuesday evening, all day Wednesday, and all day Thursday, where there can be some real pressure points where the Taurus energy could rebel and again tell Aquarius what it really thinks about it. And um, if it does want to tell Aquarius off, it has to do it by Thursday because by Thursday, the sun leaves Aquarius and goes into Pisces. Now, the sun shifting into Pisces, I believe, will be good for the water signs. It'll be good for Scorpio. It'll be good for Cancer. And obviously, it will be good for Pisces. Um, It could also be nice for the fixed signs, Leo and Taurus, believe it or not. And again, Scorpio. Um, could be good for you as well. Now, Earth signs might not like the Pisces energy at all. I kind of joke that whenever we're in Pisces, that's the time of the year when Virgos lose their faith in God. Uh, the reason for that is that you cannot corral Neptune. You cannot mm. organize Piscean energy. It is an ocean of emotion and creativity. It does not... Uh, fit nicely into a little box. Virgo loves to organize. Virgo loves to um, uh, just very exacting energy in Piscean's leg. That's not happening right now, Virgo. So sorry. However, just because you are a Virgo is not necessarily mean Pisces energy is going to be bad for you. Especially, I know at least one Virgo who listens to this show who has a Pisces moon. So you might be feeling this Piscean energy and enjoying this Piscean energy because it will be in sync with your emotions. Or if you're a Capricorn, for example, uh, you probably on the surface would not like this Piscean energy either. But if you are a Capricorn who has Mars and Pisces, you might feel a burst of energy because your actions will be in sync with the energy that's out there over the next few weeks. So as always, there's always layers to this stuff. We do identify so strongly with our sun sign, but again, that is only the tip of the iceberg. That is only a percentage of what makes up our entire astrological being. Um, but if you are especially earthy, if you are especially logical in your thinking, eh, you might not like this Piscean energy over the next uh, handful of weeks. So um, just know that eventually you will be able to organize and categorize things again. Um, and in the meantime, just enjoy the ride the best you can. Try to unplug. Try to let go of control if you can. And uh, just smile. Let the chips fall where they may. Friday, the moon is going to go into Gemini, and it will immediately square the sun, which will by then be in Pisces. So there could be a lot of nervous energy Friday and Saturday, um, a little jittery, you know. Um, There could be some overthinking. Once the moon goes into Gemini, our minds 
are on uh, running at top speed. Um, Gemini energy moves very quickly. Uh, it's very cerebral energy. There's going to be a lot of thinking, potentially overthinking, but uh, Gemini loves its mental gymnastics. So try to occupy your mind the best you can and stay positive. Fuel it with positive thoughts uh, the best you can. Uh, that's this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then Saturday, February 20th, Mercury goes direct. Mercury will no longer be retrograde mm. as of February 20th. Um, again, we always say give it a week until after it goes direct before you start making those big decisions, big purchases, what have you. So maybe wait until February 27th if you can. get uh, Allow Mercury to get back up to speed a little bit because uh, there will still be a haze uh, following it going direct for about a week. And watch, and you know, again, watch... Mm, geez, man, this week. Uh, watch Friday, February 19th as well. Usually I found like the day before Mercury goes direct, that can be the mother of like uh, the peak of Mercury retrograde. So even more confusion or other things could uh, come up on Friday the 19th. So watch for that as well. But uh, as always, thank you for listening. We love you. And Almy's going to take us through some deep breaths. Oh, sure. Yes. All right. Let's get comfortable. Close your eyes if you want to, and just take a very slow, deep breath in, and slowly, deep breath out, and let's take another slow, easy, deep breath in, and a slow, deep breath out. And let's do one more. Ready? Slow, deep breath in. And a nice, slow, deep breath out. And then just kind of sit in that peace for just a few moments. Ah, release any tension from your shoulders, from your forehead, from your jaw. And open your eyes if they were closed. And uh, hope you feel good. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you have a great week.